Hey everyone and welcome to the Just Chatting podcast, a podcast discussing all things fitness, well-being and mindset, hosted by yours truly, Jessica Banhan. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Just Chatting podcast. I have a very special lady with me today. This is someone I have looked up to, I think, since I started following her, probably some point last year when I started considering um, getting into coaching myself. Um, and that is the one and only Sarah Colophy, or everyone, whoever, whoever might just know you as Sass PT. I feel like that's what you literally go by. Like, do you go up to people and say, hey, I'm Sass PT? <laughs> no, I- I don't, but they do. And they're like, oh, you're sass. <laughs> so I just kind of go with that thing. Um, I actually want to change my name on Instagram, but I don't know how that's going to go because yeah. like that, it's kind of like stuck the whole sassy PT. But usually they call me sass PT. Let me forget that. See, um, but yeah, I kind of want to move away from just like the PT tag because I think it just puts me in a little thing that I kind of, I think I'm, I've, I've grown that kind of aspect. So, but I don't know how it's going to go on Instagram. You know, I'm sure nobody gives a fucking shit, but. <laughs> but you know us we're just overthinking so I know I suppose like it's been been your brand as well but I suppose like at the end of the day like you're not a PT anymore because it's like you just do solely online now isn't it yeah yeah I'm just online um but I find like my coaching is very much like mindset based and stuff like that and to be honest I don't give a shit if people train or if they don't train I don't I don't force my clients to train they get a training program but like follow it or don't follow it I don't really care it's that's not the main aspect of like my job if you get me my job is more so about like mindset structures habits routines improving the relationship with food and like I said train don't train like go skipping do walking do absolutely nothing at all don't really care as long as you're doing all the other bits we don't need that that aspect you know it's just like a little added bonus more so than anything yeah because I think like look we'll, we'll delve all into all those aspects because for anyone that might be a client to Sarah might be a client of mine you might be able to see that there is very much a correlation of like yeah. how we think I suppose and I think we have we do have a very different approach to how we do things but obviously like you definitely have naturally even more industry experience as well but obviously you have like a qualification in psychology as well so you do understand obviously that side of things as well so obviously that's that, that has obviously allowed you to really delve into that and obviously see that that is a niche that people really struggle with so I suppose like for you Sarah like how how did the whole like coaching experience kind of like start out for you like how did you start you know getting into coaching and how it's kind of led to you to where you are now um it's kind of a long one and I feel like it wasn't like a straight path but it naturally kind of progressed into it um so I was in like a really really shitty relationship when I was like so young but like at the time it felt like it was fucking everything um so I was in a really shitty relationship really like abusive relationship it was just not at all stable so when I eventually kind of got away from that I was like okay I started first going to therapy so once I started going to therapy I kind of saw that there was more to life than what I was going through and I saw that I was in control of a lot of my own feelings and things like that so I think that's where it kind of started and from that I started like trying to change the way I was living because like I'd be going out a lot I'd be drinking a lot I'd be just you know like there's nothing wrong with doing those things but it's just it wasn't helping my own mindset so that's when I like started joining the gym and then I started kind of trying to at least take an interest in what I was like eating and things like that but obviously I was doing it completely wrong as we all do at the start um if you scroll back through the very start of my Instagram page it's absolutely fucking mortifying I need to like delete all those posts (laughs) it's so embarrassing um but you'll never get to the end of my Instagram page so it's fine um but yeah so I kind of started there 
And once I started seeing like improvements and I started seeing the benefits of training and of like trying to eat better, I'm doing inverted commas here. Um, once I started seeing the benefits of those, it kind of just naturally kept progressing. Um, I moved to Dublin and when I moved to Dublin, I was being poached to work for a gym when I had literally no gym experience. I think your man is just being a bit of a creep, but it kind of led me into <laughs> the interest. It kind of led me into the interest of that field and thinking that, oh, maybe I could do this, you know? Um, I used to just kind of go to the gym with one of my friends and she also kind of planted the idea in my head being like, why don't you do this as like a job? Like you're really good at doing this. Um, so then it kind of just kept going from there. Like I thought I wanted to be a chef, not a fucking chef. I thought I wanted to be a vet. I'm not a fucking vet. Like there's so many things that I thought I wanted to do and wanted to be. Um, and everything that I've done and all the experience that I've had has all kind of like snowballed into what it is now. And I don't think I'm finished yet. You know, I love that. I love the fact that you kind of like, I think always people feel like, you know, when you get your degree or whatever, you kind of think that that's it. Mm. And like, you know, like, I think it's okay to not be finished. I think we always, and I think this goes with every element of life. I think like, we always think like, oh, that's my end goal. Especially like when you get clients come to you, they're probably like, this is my goal and that's it. And then yeah. it's like, as I always say, like, it's okay to ha not have a never ending goal because like, what happens when you get to that goal? You're literally going to say, oh, what now? And yeah. then you nearly kind of like demotivate you, you kind of feel like, oh God, that that's it. So mm -hmm. like, I think that's really exciting that you kind of identified that like, this is not going down because like literally in 10 years time, you might be in a completely different field. You never know where it might, obviously might get to as well. So it's mm -hmm. exciting as well. I think like, look, I think for a lot of coaches, I think like some people who want to be coaching like, when they're like 18, 19, I'm like, fair play to you. Like that certainly was not on my radar. And yeah. what, you know, a squat is at, the, at, at that age. Cause I was like complete opposite. Like, you know, like I only changed my career literally I wish this time last year I would have been qualified as a as a personal trainer so like you know after you know like for me like I did never knew what I wanted to do and am I doing something I've like I probably now and like I'm like I'm 28 years of age and now I'm kind of feeling feel like oh this is this is actually what I want to do like I love yeah. it like it's so it's mad so um it's really exciting and I suppose so when you started out like with coaching and, and with the clients that you were kind of like, I suppose like that people were being drawn to you, was it always very, very much people who wanted like that kind of like, oh, I want this physique or I want to lose weight or like, was it always around mindset or how did you kind of, I suppose, like get into that kind of style of coaching? So no, it kind of started off with just teaching classes. So I have a, like my experience started like on the gym floor. So mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time on the gym floor before I moved anywhere online before I got the confidence to kind of go online um, and I do think it kind of did me the world of good because I have that practice now behind me um, and it kind of taught me of how people think how people act like what kind of um, what kind of happens to them like over the weekends and during even like their whole training like experience what kind of goes through their mind I got really close to the people that I was working with because of PT so it started first with fitness classes and then it moved to PT uh, like group PT and then it moved to one-to-one -one and it was one-to-one -one where I really got to know people and like that I kind of started to get an interest in why they thought the way they thought um and then that's when I started picking up books and that's when I started like kind of researching more into it and then I started getting really interested in my own development and looking after like my own things because I would have had like I would have had like a really bad temper before um there's still times where it flares up as we all do and I started reading the chimp paradox as we all know yeah <laughs> you're only reading about the fifth time at the moment <laughs> I'm actually so obsessed it's just one of those books that I keep going back to because I feel like if it is ever a part of my life where I'm like you know what I don't really fully have control over this let me just remind myself of everything that I already fucking know but you know it's good to refresh it 
So yeah, I started delving into that. And once I started seeing changes with my own mindset, I was like, okay, well, these are the habits that I implemented. Let me try and help other people implement those habits. And through, I all wasn't offering nutrition as well when I was doing like my first start of PT. Um, so once I started then offering nutrition and getting to see like what way they actually go about their nutrition, how they handle it that's when I was able to kind of delve into that as well and like change their thought processes around what they're choosing, why they're choosing it, all this kind of stuff. Um, so again, it just naturally evolved that way. And then as I was just before COVID, so I was actually online before COVID hit anyway, but I only had like 25 clients at the time. So to me, I thought it was a fucking big shot. Like I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I was like, I've got these 25 clients. Um, but I was still heavily on the gym floor. Like my main income was from the gym floor. But I always, always, always wanted to go online. I did want to have the ability to work with as many people as I possibly could because like that, you know yourself when you're on. Actually, did you do PT? Th- that's the funny thing. So I initially was supposed to do PT and I've actually oh. only done like six PT sessions in my whole like oh, okay. whatever year that I've been qualified. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> okay, so my point, my point with that was, was that um, when you're doing PT, there's only a certain amount of hours in the day that you can like, be with people you know you can only take on like I didn't like doing like semi-private PT I only liked doing the one-to-one so I could fully like get to know the person mm-hmm. so there's eight hours in a day that's only eight clients that I can work with in that day I'm sure eight by five is what I'm very bad at maths but like you know that's going to cap me at that and I can't help any more people so I saw online as like a huge a huge advantage to be able to help as many people as I possibly could so mm-hmm. um once I started doing that anyway I started like seeing the mindset shift in people and that's when I was like, hmm, okay, I'm quite good at this. <laughs> I was like, I could try, you know, do this again and do it again. And then it just kind of kept going. And now it is where it is now. Yeah. Cause that's, that's always the thing. Like, like it's, it's, it, I suppose like when I came in, like I just thought I was the, probably the big shop, like, you know, like I launched self coaching like a week before Christmas last year. So, um, I went obviously because of COVID, I had no choice to, but to go completely online. I was like, we're just going to wing it and see how it was obviously when I started self-coaching I was working still in a full-time job so I was like look the coaching is just like the extra bit of money that I'm making at the moment it's not my full-time uh job so it's fine and then like I had people who were like like in my local gym had paid and got the PT wanted to get the PT sessions in and I have thankfully been doing them over the last like few months um not as regular as I'd like them to be but um like look we all have different like stuff going on I think like again that comes back to the beauty of online coaching is that like you're able to help more people you're obviously able to look at different elements of your life because I suppose like at the end of the day like if you sign up for a like you know oh I'm doing like three PT sessions a week but yeah if you're still eating over you know you're um eating in a calorie surplus if you're not looking after your sleep your hydration like there's all those other factors that may not be looked at by PT like you can do all the PT sessions you want but I suppose like if you want to do it from just to keep active, happy days. But like, you know, if you have a certain, you know, physique goal, if you need to lose weight for health reasons, if it's, you know, you want to gain muscle or whatever, like, you know, those are other factors to consider. And I think that's, yeah, the beauty of online. And I think it's definitely the whole online coaching is just like really taken off massively like that year. Yeah, yeah, as well. So, um, but yeah, like, so yeah, like, even like, I totally agree with things that you said, and like, I know anyone that has been an on the floor um PT that has gone to online will always say that their PT experience Mm. has like is what made them the the successful coach that they are, and I feel like. Like I'll always like look up to people like that, and like I have that respect for you, and like I, it's actually been something that's been on my mind now because I'm like crap like do I actually even though like with my online capacity I'm very much happy with it with the amount of people that I have but I I suppose like I'm like 
how do I help more people? I was like, maybe I do need to actually go on the floor and take a few people because at the moment for anyone that's actually listening that is thinking about becoming a PT or studying to be a personal trainer, like there's people crying out for PT sessions. My yeah. local gym, I've ever heard like they had like a, a list of people and I'm like, crap, I might just take them just because I'm like, I'll find time. I'll find time to help people. So yeah, um, it's one of those things as well, though, that I think a lot of people ask me that um, about um pt they think that or not pt but like compare comparing pt to online they're mm-hmm. like so are the results like better when it's in person and it's like that's that, that's what that's the misconception and it's like absolutely not i actually think people excel so much more online because if you think about it like my bundles that i was offering at the time were like two sessions per week and it would be for like eight weeks but like those people would keep signing up for those eight weeks yeah. so with that like i'm limited with how much time i only have two hours with you a week whereas with my online like I'm talking to you pretty much nearly every single day you know and you don't have that with PT you know it's not you don't have as much support with PT I think as you do with online and I think that's what people before COVID really I think that's what people didn't understand before COVID and that's why online wasn't as big back then um, was because they always thought they needed that person to be there they needed that person to push them and it's like you actually don't like you're you're pretty independent like you just don't give yourself the credit for it like you can show up as long as you kind of teach people how to do that you know and um, so I think that's a big misconception with like PT and online is they think that you have to be in person with them and like you absolutely don't like your results you're going to get from online are fucking incredible you know you don't just have to do PT yeah again it's kind of looking at that very holistic approach that online coaching can offer like you know mm-hmm. like choose a coach that you feel like you know I suppose like again you know when you look at the PTs like they're not going to do a check-in they're not going to check in on you every week or you know wondering like you know are you making progress stuff like that whereas an online coach is going to offer that a little bit more as well so yeah. and again which is able to help more people as well and you you know it's not like oh god because obviously with the PT sessions like you have to dedicate that time yourself as well you're mm-hmm. like oh well I start work nine to five I have to get the session in at seven o'clock every single Tuesday and Thursday and it's like you know, with, with, the, you know, with an online coaching, it's kind of like you were given your training program, you know, you get to do that whenever you choose, when it suits your life, so yeah. it allows for so much um, flexibility. And it just, an interesting point you brought up on the whole like misconception, like that's mm-hmm. gas that like people think they make that, that like, not as gas, like I don't, be, I don't, uh, I suppose it's not something to be laughed about, but it's very interesting, I suppose, that yeah. people think that they make progress in person rather than online. I suppose like at the end of the day, like you are an adult, you have to push yourself like you have to motivate yourself like and something I brought up there during the week was that like you know if you're hiring a coach on the basis that they're going to motivate you it's not mm. the reason you want to hire someone that's like yeah. literally like 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 you know you you are the adult you have to put in the work the yeah. other will give you the support and the tools but you're the one that has to get out of bed every day you're the one that's going to have to do workout and all that jazz but on the topic of misconceptions is there anything that you've kind of seen recently because obviously like social media has been a massive has played a massive part in fitness this year um particularly you know with you know people wanting to try different things and people thinking they need to do, they need to do x in order to achieve y like is there any misconceptions that you've seen recently that you would like to maybe perhaps discuss or any trends that you're like let's just talk about this and hopefully help and educate people anyone that might be listening so it's not really it's I suppose not really a misconception it's more so that people are still under the impression that your training plan and your sessions that you do in the gym are the be all and end all like I think that's what I, and I, I see a lot of people give out about like 
um, personalized training plans and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yes, that's absolutely amazing that you get a personalized training plan, but you're still going to get fucking great results from just a normal training plan as well. Like you don't necessarily need a 100% personalized. Do you get me? And I think people put so much emphasis on that. Um, like I could do probably the same training session as you and we'd still get very different results, but we'd get results. Do you know what I mean? Like we're different people. So we're going to get different results. And I think there's just a lot of emphasis on the training plan and how your training plan needs to be perfect and it needs to be exciting and it needs to be all this kind of stuff. And it's like, mm, doesn't really, because at the end of the day, if you're going training for that hour, what are you doing for the whole other 23 hours of that day? What are you doing for the whole other seven days or six days of that week? Do you know what I mean? So that's something that I have just picked up a lot on recently is people are just like, it needs to be this. It needs to be that. It needs to be 100% tailored. It needs to be la la la. Do you know what I mean? Like it's different to the, like the mindset side of it, the food side of it, all that kind of stuff that needs to be fucking tailored. That's the stuff that, that you can't just read off a thing and do, do you know what I mean? Mm, so yeah. yeah, that's something that I think anyway, <laughs> controversial. <Yeah. laughs> no, but no, it, no, it's, it's definitely the thing. Like, you know, I think there was definitely points where like, you know, like if I was given the same plan as like, you know, if, if my, if I see my sister get the same plan as me, I'd be like, Oh no, that, that shouldn't be happening. But you definitely bring up the, the valid point. Like everyone, everyone's body's body is different. So like, you know, they're yeah. like, you know, people need to bear in mind that genetics do, do play into a factor, you know, mm. but then like we could be given the same training program. We could go to bed the same time, we mm. up at the same time, but again, like your stress levels might be higher than mine. So again, it might, that yeah. might play into a factor into our health as well. So, um, so obviously with the nutrition side of things as well, like this is something that like, obviously like if anyone follows Sarah, you'll know that she creates silly recipes that are look like I mean, I mean silly I mean like good because I'm just like I'll there look at the others there look at the real and I'm like oh Christ I go Sarah this is not helping my macros right now sometimes they are and sometimes they're absolutely delicious but obviously like the infamous pizza bagels came from you so like you know um with the nutrition side of things like you know have you seen any uh barriers recently with people like I suppose like how you know, because obviously this is, this is something that you do help a lot of your clients. It's like, have you seen like common barriers over the last like, few months that you've been able to help people with? Or is there something that you really would love to tell someone that you're kind of like, you don't need to do this or you need to do this or anything like that? Because this is obviously something where you actually do have knowledge because obviously you have trained as a chef as well. So this is something that yeah. you actually have your knowledge on. So every week when I take on new people, I see the same stuff every single week. Um so what I get people to do is I get them to create their own nutrition, right? And then I will then go and va- evaluate that basically and give them tips. I give them feedback. I tell them how to change it, how they could alter it a little bit to meet the goals that we're looking for and all that kind of stuff. Obviously every person is different, but there has been something that like comes up quite a bit and it's, I can always spot the minute I click into someone's my fitness, but I can always spot someone who's done like swimming world or someone who's done like Weight Watchers or whatever, just by what they put into their food. Um, so those are the things that kind of crop up. And I'll know that because for the things of like, I, I always get my clients every single day to put in something that they can look forward to in the evening time so that they can actually sit down and enjoy it rather than kind of like having it during the day and like forgetting that they've even eaten it and they're not really being mindful about it. Um, so the first thing I get them to do is to put that in and then we work the rest of our day based around that basically. Um, and I'll know when I go into my fitness pal, if there's a fucking curly whirly, I know it's because of Slimming World. <laughs> there is like a few other little bits that I'll know as well and um, that I'll pick up on that are very like, I don't want to say it 
to because I know there is I know there's purpose behind it look I can see like making a wince being like oh god what's she gonna say here? oh what's she gonna say <laughs> <laughs> no it's not it's just um there's purpose behind these things um but for general pop right so like general population who are just you know looking to feel a little bit better and all that kind of stuff I can see like foods that they'll deliberately put in because they're like diet foods if you get me there oh their favorite influencer eats this um, and it's very like bro diet or whatever or it's these like really super local things and you know those are the things that kind of like pop up to me and those are the things that I get them to remove altogether and we change it up completely um, so like a standard thing and there's absolutely nothing wrong with these things and I eat them myself it's just I know when someone's starting off in like this kind of phase that they automatically delve into these foods because that's what they're seeing and that's what they think they need to do so things as simple as like turkey mints right there's nothing wrong with turkey mints at all but I know that that person's choosing that because it's like, I'm doing a bird comms here again, a diet food. Do you get me? Yeah. So when I see these are all little red flags that I see. And like I said, I eat these things myself. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just when they're so early on their stage and they don't really understand what they're doing, it's probably not going to benefit them going for those foods because that's not food that they'd eat in their normal staple. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not the general population, not the people that like I work with. That's just, they're not there to compete they're not there for photo shoots they're not there for like anything at all other than just wanting to feel good in dresses wanting to feel good in their jeans like that kind of stuff and just having a bit more confidence so those are things that kind of like pop up quite a bit that I'm like okay so here's a question I'm like do you enjoy turkey mints just I'm just using this as an example and they'll be like um well I was just going to make like a bolognese for, with it and I'm like and what is bolognese standardly like usually made with and they'll be like, well, I suppose beef mints. And it's like, do you like beef mints? Do you like normal bolognese? Like if you were to go to a restaurant and they'd be like, well, yeah. And it's like, okay, so why are you swapping it out for the turkey? And they'd be like, um, and they can't really answer it. So that's what I do. And I like, I kind of pull apart little bits like that. I just kind of get them to have awareness about what they're doing because like that, they would have seen that they were trying to healthify things. Mm. If you get me. Does that make sense? I know that's a bit like of a, of a whirlwind of things going on there. And I'm not saying again, that there's anything wrong with those types of foods. It's just, they're little red flags to me that indicate that maybe there might be some sort of impression that they have. And like, there might be some sort of, how would you say it? Um, I can't think of the word, but basically some, there's something influencing that decision. Yeah, there's an, yeah, there's an influencing it. Like yeah. well, everything that you say, I... It's very interesting to think about the whole like curly worry thing that you but I suppose yeah. like with with my fitness pal, like you you know, like um I don't look at all my my clients with my fitness pal, but I like if I'm like if I know they're struggling, I'm mm-hmm. kinda like, right, let's have let's have a look at it. I'll provide video feedback, I'm like here's what we're going to do. And I've only started doing that recently because I've again, because like you know, some clients may have never trapped before in their life. And like I do have resources on like how to track and like, you know, here's some meal ideas and recipes and you know, understanding exactly what protein, carbs and fats are understanding how a food la- what how a food label looks like so you can go into a shop and make those choices for you as well so um it's very interesting obviously to hear like that like those kind of like diet foods and like it, again I'm using inverted commas because again like me and my sister having this discussion earlier on this week is kind of like what's healthy food like what do you, what do you deem as healthy like you know like you know like I might consider it like a chocolate bar healthy but Mary down the road might not think that as well so again that is but you identifying food as healthy that's you actually labeling food. That's you nearly restricting yourself, like without people realizing it as well. So again, the whole bloody diet culture, like I see so many posts about this, like, like every day and it frustrates me. And again, I'd actually love to know your opinion on this because this is something that I posted about before. 
um, in regards to nutrition side of things. And now I'm so scared about posting something like this again because I don't know who's following me. And it's the whole um, a day a day in eating or the full day of eating and stuff like that. Okay. What are your <laughs> right? Let, have your drink. But I'd love to know your opinion on it and how I suppose like for anyone that's probably thinking, oh my god, yeah, like they're amazing. I get so many ideas on it because I know you might be thinking the same way as me, and perhaps you will, perhaps you won't. Maybe it's ha- it could be a healthy debate. But what yeah. what are your honest opinions about the full day of eatings that people post? So I think people read too much into it. Um, I don't necessarily. So there are obviously two extremes. There's the extreme of someone posting something really unrealistic something obviously very unsustainable um and obviously that would make people compare and then you've got the other side then who are probably like the likes of me and you who are trying to show that you can actually eat these things you know and not feel any pressure with it or not feel the need to compare yourself but I actually had this conversation with a client only yesterday um she was she's at her goal is actually just maintenance at the moment she's not like looking for fat loss nothing like that but she was comparing her food to what she was seeing on TikTok of like full days of eating. Um, and she was like, well, I just like, I really need to remove those things from my feed because they're obviously like negative and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm interested to see like, why do you think they're negative? And she's like, well, because like, I don't eat anything like that. And I was like, but I don't eat anything like you. And you know, you don't eat anything like my mother and you don't eat anything like my sister, do you know, like those are things that are just, you're comparing yourself to, what she deemed she was deeming all that food that that person was sharing as really healthy and like she was then like oh my god I'm not healthy do you know so we started like to dig into it and be like okay but you have to understand that everyone's version of healthy is so different and there's no such thing as like a healthy you know it's just you're just eating like it's just food you're trying to give your body nutrients you're also trying to have some nice things in there too like there's should be a nice balance going on and that's all we're trying to find is balance whereas she was looking at it from like her fat loss perspective. And remember this girl is now maintenance. So she was like looking at this person being like, oh my God, that's so unachievable for me or whatever. And all that kind of stuff. And I just kind of highlighted her. I was like, well, try to try to see these things as more inspiration for you to maybe include certain things into your diet that maybe you wouldn't have before, or maybe to open up your eyes to like, what is possible that you could, that you could like factor in and all this kind of stuff while still reaching like your goals or while still working towards whatever it is you're working towards because that's the approach that I take with him I'm actually a big fan of like full days of eating mm-hmm. um and like I said I do think it's overthought and I think the fucking word diet culture just pisses me off so much because it's like sorry I already used it before you start I'm like so I said oh just, but I'm seeing so I know what you mean no I know what you mean yeah, but you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. no it's just I I don't mean from I think like people see this whole diet culture thing as like it's almost like taboo and it's like oh this big controversial topic and all this kind yeah, of stuff yeah. you're making it diet culture by calling it fucking diet culture like if you just take a step back and again stop labeling things like all people are doing like most of the time when it's the likes of us we're doing it for good purposes and people are allowed to have goals people are allowed to fucking diet they're allowed to do whatever they want to do and it's none of your fucking business <laughs> you know what I mean as long as they're not harming anyone as long as they're not putting out false information as long as they're you know doing the best that they can for them why the fuck do you give a shit do you know what I mean so it's different when they are doing it to an extent where it's obviously harming and it's obviously you can tell by them that their mindset isn't great like you can that's obviously not good but 
I think people need to lay off the whole fucking label and diet culture and then anti-fucking diet and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, just shut up. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just chill. Just take a chill. Stop reading into what everyone's doing and just focus on you. Focus on your clients. Focus on all those things. And you'll be grand. We'll all come out of this smiling. We'll all be fine. You know, as long as we're doing the good work. As long as we're looking at people's mindsets, it's fine. You know? So it's all about the mindset that they have surrounding these things. And we're changing those. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. All very, very valid points. And like, as you said, like, literally, as you said, like, I look at that as an inspiration because at the end of the day, like, I know when I'm, for me personally, when I look at someone's full day of eating, I don't know, they're completely different genetics to me. They're different mm. age, they have a different goal or whatever. Like, so if I see something, I'm like, oh, cool, that was a cool dinner. I'll just make it fit my macros because I know that that's not realistic what they're having because I, I might need something bigger I might need something smaller whatever so yeah but I know there's some people who like because I've, I've done I posted one I think a few I think it was af- a few weeks after my competition because I was kind of like coming out of my diet phase and kind of going bringing stuff back up to maintenance and um I remember I posted it as a reel or whatever and I was just like I've been so scared to post about it since because like I'm conscious I would have a lot of young females follow me and I'm just mm-hmm. And I know there's some people who were just like, I just don't want to have an influence on them. I just don't. And I don't. You're going to have that influence either way. No matter what you do, you're like, you have a following. No matter what you do, no matter what you post, that's an influence. You can't control how everyone takes up what you put out there. Do you know what I mean? And that's something I was talking to my friend Orla about because she was was posting a picture and she asked me my opinion of it. And she's like, I just don't want to piss people off. And it's like, you can't, she's like, I don't want to trigger anyone. And I was like, but you can't live your life in fear of triggering someone else. You don't know, like anything that you see could be triggering to you but are you going to tell that person not to post that like you can't do that like that's automatically just being too too pc like just do what feels right for you do what you like to post there's no point in posting shit that like you're holding back from posting even though you want to post it like you know what i mean it just just don't be worrying about like obviously to a certain extent so like with my full days of eating now they have changed like if i post on instagram they have changed slightly just to the fact that i won't actually share the calories that are in that meal I yes. will say that maybe this is how I eat when I'm trying to eat 140 grams of protein that's what I might do because you know, yes. that's something that people struggle with they don't necessarily need to know how many calories I'm eating anyway and even with I was doing it before I wasn't sharing like my entire calorie target because people just go and copy that so there are little things we can do to soften it I guess but we don't have to be afraid of everything we post. Do you know what I mean? I think people are responsible for what they're triggered by. And if they're finding that they're triggered by that, then they need to remove that from their lives rather than you removing it from yours if it doesn't fucking trigger you. And there's loads of people that that has actually benefited. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get you. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. So I have loads of photos and videos. I'm just like, I want to post it. But, yeah. um, but like that, like when I did post that full day of eating, like I didn't post the calories or macros. I was it's just like, yeah. here's my breakfast. It was like an egg you yeah. know oats or whatever like I literally just even say how many grams or anything because I wanted people yeah. to be like oh god I need to figure this out I'm like yes you need to figure this out because you need to figure what suits your body and your goals yeah so um yeah I suppose like even for me like I've just tried to be like again I've I there's so many like things I want to post about and even there one po- I posted about something last week and I was <laughs> sick to my stomach posting it because I'm like I this is going to stir this is going to ruffle a few feathers and I was on the whole topic of toning and mm-hmm. I'm using the commas, and if people actually read it, they would have understood it. And yeah. um, 
but um yeah I think it's 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 very interesting when you say like just to post what you want to post but again I'm always so conscious of like the people that are following me be like oh god like not, not that I don't care like I have come to office the stage right in my life where I don't care what people think of me mm. I bloody have pink hair and like I get judged for that mm. as well do you know what I mean I do competitions I get probably get judged for that as well like I don't care like it's my life but I suppose when it comes to my social media I'm always just trying to be so careful because I'm like oh god sure like you know they're probably going to be gossiping about me or whatever but like or again I'm I'm worried about having an, a negative influence on some people as well because mm. again once you have a certain following and as yeah. you know you're after you're after hitting the whole 10k mark there last week but it's after going up it's I think it's like 10.4 now I know <laughs> no that's because I had a really busy weekend I think that's all <laughs> oh yeah no um the the thing is like I was saying you're always going to influence people no matter what even when even when I had 200 like I don't like to go I don't, I don't like, I'm not an influencer, right? That's something yeah. that I really like to make a, a big distinction between. There's nothing wrong with influencing. It's just, it's not my job. Like we're both business owners. We're not influencers. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and that's why I've had like brands and stuff like that come to me asking, do I want to work with them? And I'm like, actually, yes, I'd love to, but no, because if I do, it kind of blurs that line between a business and um, being like just an influencer. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's, I don't want to be that person that's like constantly selling things, especially when, I don't need to do you know what I mean it's not as if like that's not my income so it doesn't make sense for me to do that and it I think it overshadows the work that we put in because like that our work is so heavily based around like mindset and things like that and it, I think when you start throwing up these random products like it kind of takes away from all of that and people kind of forget what you're about um but I kind of went away from topic but what I was what I was saying was that even when I had like 200 followers I was still fucking influencing people then you know like it's not like it's not any different it's just you've got more of an audience now but as long as you are maybe like putting out disclaimers about what you're about to do like when I say up my full day of eating it's like this is just one random day I'm like disclaimer this is like what run one random day looks like for me tomorrow might look different I might reach my protein I might not reach my protein might reach my calories I might not but this is just this random day you know as long as you're as long as you're kind of softening the edges of it don't be afraid of what to post as long as you're giving a little bit of a warning then don't be afraid of what to post. You know, you can't control how someone takes you. Like I can't control what someone thinks of me. I can't control of their opinions, you know? Yeah. So it's the same thing with the content that you post. And as long as you think that you're helping someone, then what's the, what's the issue, you know? Yeah. So, Guys, stay tuned. There's so much content to come that I'm just going <laughs> to Now the stairs after giving me my time talk. I'm like, yes, post all this information. But um, again, I suppose, I suppose at the end of the day, like I have... I have a lot of coaches that follow me as well. So I'm always like, now I'm an open book. Like if someone was to call me out, like if, like if I, if one of my friends or you, to be, like if I was to post something, you'd be like, you know, if I post something that, that was, let's say scientifically not correct, I'd rather like my, like, you know, it was like, yeah. oh, you messed with me being like, oh, Jess, look, do you know what? That's actually like not true. It's actually this, here's a study on it or whatever. Like I'm always willing to learn. I think that, that that's one thing that I'm always very open about is like being, you know, open to be like, look, if that post helps someone great, if it doesn't like, yeah, I can't control that as well. Mm-hmm. I suppose like identifying like if there's an error made on my behalf or if there's something that I might have not opposed that wasn't correct I'll always take that as a learning thing and yeah on board with that but um we're talking so much all, all about that but I want to obviously talk about something that like we're both passionate about and that is and obviously because I literally was reading the gym paradox uh, last night um is because actually I'm on the part where it's talking about mindset so I was like oh is this great <laughs> But let's delve in quickly into mindset. And I suppose like, let's kind of interlink perhaps, you know, why, why do you feel when it comes to maybe like even your overall life, I suppose, but let's say in our example, you know, for fitness clients or anyone that's obviously getting, improving their health or whatever, how, 
like how important do you feel their mindset is towards their goals or their results or whatever they're trying to achieve it's the most important part <laughs> literally and, it's just and thanks for coming to my TED talk <laughs> but like that's the thing like it'll I have a client at the moment who is struggling a little bit with like the food, the training and that kind of side of it. And she's feeling like a little bit overwhelmed. So what the advice I've given her today is to be like, okay, let's completely forget that we're doing all that. And let's try to focus on other things instead. So let's focus on making your bed today. Let's focus on doing your food shop today. Let's focus on, I don't know, uh, leaving your clothes out tonight for tomorrow. Let's focus on writing a small little mini achievable to-do list. These are all things that really impact your mindset that people don't realize. Mm -hmm. Um, And like when it comes to, let's say, nights out and stuff over the weekends, a lot of people obviously go out on a Saturday. And if they're hungover on a Sunday, that's going to massively impact their week. Because on a Sunday, they might have a couple of hours where they could actually, you know, get ahead of themselves for the week. But chances are they're not going to prioritize that because they're absolutely dying. Um, So things like the food shop, things like getting their uniform ready for work, things like like planning their food for the next day, all of these things go out the window because their mindset isn't in the right place because they've been affected by obviously the hangover and stuff like that. So I think that's a really good example to use is like drinking because drinking is something that a lot of us do and it is something that we can all feel the negative impacts of it. Now, don't get me wrong. I do love my few little G&Ts, but I know how negatively a few too many can affect me and affect my mindset. And even a girl there that I was talking to this morning, like another one of my clients, she was saying that just since being there at the weekend, she can really see herself, how different it makes her feel and how much it affects her mood for like, literally like five days after drinking, you know, it takes a while after drinking to bounce back when you go heavy at it. Um, so those are the things that just go to show how important your mindset actually is and like being in the right mental space for it. And like life is difficult enough as it is, like let alone then adding in all these other things that negatively that you don't really necessarily have to do that are going to impact your mindset on top of that and make it harder. Do you know what I mean? Uh, So I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with as well. It's kind of off topic, but like is finding a balance with like alcohol. I think um, a lot of people kind of go out to get pissed and when you go out to get pissed, you wake up feeling horrible and you wake up not wanting to do what you know you probably would benefit you doing and you know that those are like little things of self-care for you to do those things and you don't prioritize those things and I think that's something that just a lot of people struggle with is just finding that balance with alcohol um because people do use it as like an outlet people use it as especially when they're not into like things like fitness and stuff like that um they use it to distract themselves from things that are going on in their lives they use it as like a coping mechanism and things like that and those without them knowing like without them knowing it all of those things are a huge part of their mindset, you know, yeah. to begin with. So it just kind of goes hand in hand. Um, so I think that's something that a lot of young people struggle with is just trying to find that balance with drink. And you'll probably notice yourself that like, as your clients check in and if they have been go- going out a bit, they'll probably mention to you at some point, another being like, I think I'm going to hold back on the drink for a little while. I'm not feeling really great. And you know, everyone says that at some stage and I don't think they notice that until they start working on themselves. Do you know when they start seeing the impact that it has? Yeah, no, it's God. There's so, there's so many questions that I want to ask. How was that? Um, we'll try not break it down. Try and actually think of like obviously like like because obviously I was I was nearly going to go on to the whole like you said the word balance because again it's it's balancing everything and not knowing that like you know all that like that's a whole topic different within itself. Yes, you like you kind of asked you kind of said a kind of a statement there like do I see 
clients that have kind of said, oh, I'm going to pull back 100% because like for most of my clients, I would say like, oh, I don't know how much percentage wise, but yeah, probably around 60% of my, my uh, clients are students. So mm-hmm. naturally, like obviously we're kind of not post pandemic, but essentially we are, we're out of lockdown, you know, we're after I'm after seeing you know people go back to college or start a college you know they're like oh my god Jess like how am I gonna like balance like you know going out or whatever and I'm like go out in your fresh week I don't care I was like just mm-hmm. enjoy it because you're not going to get this experience again and I think like mm-hmm. you know, it's something to always remember that like you know life is too short to be worried about the pizza they had on Friday night like mm-hmm. it's a bloody pizza yeah. enjoy it mm-hmm. maybe let's focus on how it might affect you the next day or like you know as you said like the alcohol thing is a huge is a huge thing and I think we're coming into like the, the the time of the year that we all that I know some people might be dreading it, it is the festivities of Christmas and I was only thinking about that this this actually this morning on my walk I was like I now have to start thinking about like what I'm what I'm going to do for Christmas when, in terms of clients because it's my first Christmas with my clients so I'm now I'm like oh my god like do I do things differently do I not like do they check in do they not so you know I suppose like you know yeah like with alcohol like I suppose it you know but not even alcohol but your actions play such a big part of how you're actually thinking like what like what you're because how you act on the things that you do actually might be might secretly be telling you how you might be feeling how mm-hmm. you might feel about yourself like you know and because like again like I always say to my clients that goes if you're not thinking positive in yourself if things are like you need to be worked on that's going to affect in your actions like mm-hmm. if you're feeling crap you're probably still going to opt for that mcdonald's rather than just actually preparing something yourself if yeah. you're if you're feeling happy you're going to probably want to go and exercise and feel to feel further you know mm-hmm. satisfaction and endorphin um release or whatever so like your actions and mindset i feel are so um related to um each other but um in terms of obviously the whole like balance thing because obviously i think this is and i don't know whether you've seen this recently but obviously like as i said like september i want to call it stressful september because everyone this month was stressful and i kept i said a check-ins this morning i was like guys i was like you're stressing me out as well so like let's just bring all this stress down because like i'm a very emotional person so whatever a client is experiencing i do take that emotion on that's just the human that i am that's why i would never do psychology because i'd probably start crying all the time so this was like what what advice because obviously some of the things that you that you advise your clients are some things that I do as I, I do myself, but also if I my, advise my clients is, you know, balancing everything. I suppose balancing the whole, you know, the Friday, the Friday night out with the girls or, the, you know, the Saturday brunch while trying to make progress or try, try, trying to keep themselves accountable. Like what advice would you give to someone who's trying to figure out the whole balance of like, you know, they might because they might have a job and they might go to college and they might be trying to see the friends. Like how, how would you advise someone to find balance? So it's very much kind of dependent on the client. What I usually let them do is not let them, they obviously can do whatever they want. (laughs) What I usually do is I kind of leave them to their own devices for their first kind of like outing type thing. Because I like to see how they handle it. And then when I see how they handle it, that's when I can give them feedback based on what they do. So instead of me going in and being like, okay, well, here's protocol ABZ, instead of doing that, which can be overwhelming and they might not do half of those things anyway, because it might not just be something that they do. Mm -hmm. um, I like to just see how they've handled it, how they feel afterwards. And then we kind of go off that. Um, So like, if it is someone that obviously is drinking a lot and um, is kind of upset that they're not making progress, I have to like, kind of create that awareness to them be like look like it's absolutely fine that like you're going out and enjoy yourself absolutely that's amazing but if progress is hugely important to you then maybe going to the extreme that we're going to might not be helping you because you know obviously it's going to be holding you back in certain ways but then I'm also like but this is also a period of your life where 
this isn't, we don't work in, like, I don't work in terms of like eight week blocks or anything like that. It's very much an ongoing kind of coaching thing. Um, so someone's goal might be fat loss. I don't know how much fat they want to lose. I don't really care about how much fat they want to lose because everyone's going to be different. And as their life progresses and as they go through different stages of their life, things are going to be less important and other things are going to be more important. And I like to tackle it that way. So we don't ever have like an end goal type thing. Um, but I also like to tell them that like, okay, well maybe this stage right now, we might be better to like, you know, sit back a bit and chill out and enjoy your social occasions. Maybe we could, if you wanted to still like keep within your calories, then let's maybe go to maintenance. If you don't, then we don't have to, there's other things we can do. Um, but again, it's very dependent on the client. It's kind of difficult for me to explain it when I don't have a client in front of me who's struggling with that thing. It's very, yeah. Very broad. Um, um, and like that, because everyone is so different and most of the people that come to me are coming to me because their relationship with food fat loss isn't the number one goal mm-hmm. um it's generally like they like to they think that's their number one goal mm-hmm. but like in reality it's actually just repairing that relationship with food so that then we can get to that goal of fat loss do you get me yeah um, so yeah I don't know how to answer that <laughs> <It's a question. laughs> no no no, no. It's, it look it is a very like broad question again because everyone's life and everyone's mindset and everything is so different but um no I think like I think people will take different elements from what you said like in terms of the pick what they might feel is suitable Mm. for them but obviously you know to kind of solely kind of wrap things up I suppose is you know um two questions I have for you to to kind Mm. of to to come towards the end of this um recording even though I want to just continue on chatting but (laughs) Good, good things must come to an end at some point. Um, the first thing is, which question will I go first? Um, I suppose, like, what do you have? Because I know there's something you actually mentioned in a podcast. I don't know whose podcast was. It was, oh my God, whose podcast episode was it? Oh my God, it was when um, I was listening to your episode with Aaron. That's what it was. Oh yeah. Um, I was listening to that actually last, or last week or week before. And um, you obviously, you do have some exciting things coming for you so I suppose like do you have any um uh like you know things that you've coming up that you'd like to maybe like talk about and get excited about or so it hasn't actually been launched yet and I haven't actually talked about it on my own page but um I'm bringing out basically it's kind of I suppose it's another tier of it's not so much a service um so obviously you like my premium one-to-one coaching and that's kind of like my thing and then once a client is kind of ready to move like independently sometimes there's that little in-between period so what I have then is a graduate so they move from the one-to-one to graduate and it's just like a little bit less accountable a um, little bit less handheld and things like that but what I've done like I've got really good feedback from that graduate thing because they're like yeah I don't really need like I don't really need you to be talking to me like every day I don't really need like I've kind of gotten the the balance of things all kinds of stuff but I still want the check-ins and stuff so that's what the graduate is um, but they don't have any pressure to check in, they can kind of check in or not check in, whatever. Um, so because of that feedback, I've decided to launch like basically it's like a solo kind of membership. So it's someone who doesn't want any accountability whatsoever, but they want to take the time to learn and educate themselves on the resources that I offer to my premium clients. Um, but they just don't get that one-to-one kind of experience. So they get their monthly training programs, they get their um their calorie targets, all that kind of stuff, and they can email me whenever they want, but it's just, you know just not one of those things so that's something that's coming so hopefully in the next couple of weeks and it'll just be a lot more affordable for people as well because obviously coaching can be quite expensive and not everyone needs not everyone needs you know the premium service not everyone needs the 
the me holding their hands throughout the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people don't need that, especially once if they've already kind of been with a coach before, they kind of know what they're expecting and they just really want a training program and they want to learn a little bit. That's what that is. So it's kind of like an education kind of portal system type thing. So yeah, that's what's coming. And I am doing my pre and postnatal coaching at the moment. So that's amazing. Um, so that's, that has started. So hopefully I'll be done that in like the next probably six weeks. So I'll be able to offer that now to more clients. And I'm hopefully, fingers crossed, I've been putting it off for years now, but I was talking to Chloe Walsh over the weekend and she was like kind of giving me the boot up the arse, um, is to just go and do my psychology degree. Um, because something I'd love to offer to my clients, which I kind of offer anyway, but like there's a lot of stuff that I can't really give feedback on because it'd be like out of my scope of practice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd have to refer them out to therapists and things like that. But I'd love to be able to be that person that could just bring them through that therapy session that they need. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what hopefully is coming. Hopefully. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's just a different kind of, it's a different look. I don't think there's many people that offer that, you know, like there's not a lot of, um it's not a lot of psychology people that are also coaches and things like that and I just think it's such a big I think it's just a big package yeah that a lot of people could benefit from uh, because they've already got that relationship with me so for them then to have to go and now start a relationship with this other person and tell them all the stuff that they've already told me would probably be quite daunting and a lot of them probably wouldn't go ahead and do it whereas if I can bridge that gap then you know we're laughing and that's where my interest lies most is in psychology anyway so Oh, it's amazing. Well, there's so many things that are exciting things ahead. And I think like, like you're dead right, because like not many coaches have that, like, mm. you know, would have like any background with psychology. And obviously like some people kind of feel like an online coach can be like that therapist. And I'm like, I get that. But like, I was like, I'll tell people, I'm like, they're like, oh, thanks to therapy session. I'll be like, no, 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 no. I'm not a therapist. We need to remove that. Please do not tell people that I'm your therapist. Yeah. Like, well, like, you know, like, we, like, you know, the way you call like your friend, your therapist, or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. That, but like, in an actual, like, legality point of view. Yeah. Not. So again, like, you know, the whole, like, you know, coaching, it's so coaching, like, even the word coaching is still a very, like, broadly used term as well. Yeah. Like, you having that knowledge and as you have that passion, you're going to be able to help more people. So, this mm. is yeah I'm excited and the last question I have for you because it's how I like to end um my podcast episodes is obviously look we're after talking a lot about you know the the, the business side of things as well I suppose like the things that we are actually passionate about and what we do and live and breathe on a day-to-day basis but besides coaching besides the degrees and all that kind of stuff like who is Sarah like what does she like to do outside you know what she'd like to do in her spare time you know and yeah like the what's actually you know who is the person behind the social media page this is such a big um, question. It's like, do you at the start of being like, oh, tell me a little bit about yourself. And it's like, <laughs> I know nothing about myself. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like there isn't a whole lot that you don't already see, you know? Um, I suppose in like a personality sense, I'm actually, I come across quite hard, I think. I think people think, like, I know that's what Donna calls, he calls me the ice queen because I come, like, I have this, like, <laughs> if you don't know, Donna's my boyfriend. Um <laughs> he calls me the ice cream because basically I have this kind of like a, Oh, I don't care type thing. But then on the inside, I'm like melting, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, I guess that's some, like a personality aspect that maybe people wouldn't know. And I'm like a massive empath. So you mentioned that earlier about like you not being able to do psychology because you'd be in tears. Um, 100% get that. It can be really fucking draining sometimes. So I, yeah, massive empath. I'm quite I call myself introverted but then when I meet other people they're like you're not a fucking introvert uh but I'm like yeah but maybe I'm just really good at faking it <laughs> so, yeah. uh, 
what else? I'm just a massive foodie. Uh, I'm actually quite a lazy person. So I don't actually enjoy like activity very much. <laughs> so I like training. Yeah, so she's an online coach. <laughs> yeah. I don't really, I like, I enjoy training. Obviously, I love that. Um, and I like getting outside, obviously, just for a mindset and stuff like that. But I'm not, you'll never catch me on a hike. Like, you'll never catch me doing things like that. You'll never catch me playing sports. I'm just not into it. I think people just assume when you're a coach that you love being up mountains and, you know, playing fucking soccer and things like that. And it's like, no, couldn't be further from the truth. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Like um, a little, a little softy, but I'm, I have this hard exterior. So that's, that's a bit of size that maybe you don't see on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, no, no, there definitely is that like, you know, I don't know if I'd describe it as an ice cream, but, de- but I think yeah. what, what I've always like been drawn to you is that there's just no, there's no bullshit. Like, it's just like, yeah. here it is black and white. There you go. Take and leave. You don't like it. Off you go, jog on. And that's how. Yeah. I, w- I want I want to kind of get to that level of confidence like yeah. when people meet me yes they they think I'm this like confident girl and blah 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 but I'm like yeah. secretly like like that dying inside yeah. so um but like look it's it's just ex- look I'm excited for what is ahead of you there's so many incredible things um you know ahead in your future and I'm just buzzing so like any any final words to leave the the podcast listeners with so I like to end my recent podcasts um, lately with a question. <laughs> so Ooh, let's question, do it. It's a question for you. I'm not going to answer my question, but because <laughs> it's I'm not, actually, oh, I'm, I, I've answered. You've answered it. Yeah. Ooh, okay. What was your very first email address? Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> no idea. It was definitely something really embarrassing. Everyone's first. I actually don't was, think it is. It's what? not. Actually. No, no, I keep my dad like a lead balloon. That was a lead balloon. <laughs> no, oh my god, I actually don't think it was because I remember when, like, when I think I was prop, I was very young when I like I, I started quite young when I got into technology. Like, I had my first phone when I was like ten years old. Like, I was quite, yeah. and I was young back then. So, yeah. um, even though it's kind of as unfortunately a norm now, but I was definitely about ten when I got my phone. So I would say I was quite young, and I actually think, if I'm correct, I'm actually going to ask my dad this. I think the, f- the first email address that he ever set me up with was actually the one I still use today. Oh, okay. So he set you up so it wasn't you. Okay, that makes no, sense. No, I don't. I, I definitely, I've set up three million different email addresses. Yeah. I can't remember any single one of them. I've set up a lot of email addresses over my time. Like even on my phone, like I have my business email, I have my personal email. Yeah. When I'm blogging, I've set up that email address as well. Yeah. Um, I have a page of my sister, um, Bitsis. So that also has an email. So I have like four emails stuck at. And I'm like, but like, I, oh that's just that's the, what was yours <laughs> I'm not telling you so there, <laughs> there's um my next podcast that podcast that's coming out is with Joe Claire Burns Claire Burns the name sounds familiar you probably do know her she works in Go Gym uh you probably know her but did you talk about her yesterday on your stories yeah yeah yes oh yes I saw I saw her activity she, I think it's um, Burns see Burns fit or something I don't know um, yeah. but I asked her she was the first person that I asked that question to and since I got that response to her what her one was I was like I'm asking this to fucking everyone <laughs> so fun you have to listen to it even if you don't listen to the whole podcast just fast forward right to the end just so you can hear what Claire Burns's email address was oh my god I'm dead oh my god guys yeah. if, if any of aren't already following um Sarah's podcast um it is something that I do listen to every single episode and actually just the last one I did like this to was was yours and ours I was trying to figure out where I heard your voice recently I was like I definitely heard someone <laughs> I definitely heard your voice and I was like yeah it was the one with Aaron um and Aaron Smith someone who I look up to as well like Aaron's just such a sound guy so yeah. um but Sarah if people want to find you or you know anything like that 
where can they find you on the online so at sasc underscore pt but it probably won't be that for long um and www.sascpt.ie is where you can find loads of information and like backstory about kind of what i do it's where i sell my ebook it's where i sell my um logbook which are kind of out of stock at the moment so sas um but yeah that's it and my podcast is obviously on spotify it's called sit down with sas and yeah hopefully you'll listen to it and take something from it <laughs> Yeah. Well, look, Sarah, thank you so much for being on today's podcast. I've absolutely had ball and I hopefully um, you guys enjoyed it too. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.